Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, respected listeners of Markaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. We welcome you to our spiritual breakfast. This is our interview segment with Hazrat Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain Sabdamud Barakatuh. The date today is the 8th of Shaban, 1445. Let's welcome Mufti Sab. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum wa zaid khan. Jazakallahu khairan. Alhamdulillah, today we have an interesting topic, ulama in politics. Mufti Sahib, what is the role of ulama in politics? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulihi al-kareem. Amma ba'd, all praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Today in South Africa, Southern Africa is the 8th of Shaban. In most countries of the world, today is the 9th of Shaban, so we should take cognizance of that. For example, people going for Umrah and so forth, you know, that the big auspicious night will be Saturday night there in the Haramain Sharifain, Majid al-Aqsa, and so forth and so on. Secondly is Islam is a religion and a code of life for all times, all places, all circumstances. So there's no such thing that there's no politics in Islam. Great, great ulama have written books on the Sheikh al-Islam in Metaimiyah's book, As-Siyasatu Shari'iyah, and like that, many, many other ulama have written, mashallah. When we look and study at the Noble Qur'an, we see in Surah Yusuf that he, Nabi Yusuf, alayhi salatu salam, said, Qawalaj al-ni ala khaza'inil ard, inni hafizun alim. Chapter 12, Surah Yusuf, verse number 55. He asked for the portfolio himself. He said, make me the minister of finance, the minister of agriculture, the minister of everything. And then afterwards he became, you must remember, the prime minister, the president, chairman, whatever you want to say. But remember that for us as ordinary mortal sinners to apply this law for ourselves is a bit far-fetched. Because you must remember that Nabi Yusuf والسلام, is a Nabi, a prophet of all, Allah, selected by Allah Jalla Wala. Allah Jalla Wala states, Kadalika Kidanali Yusuf. We showed him what to do, how he should be planning, how he should be strategizing, and so forth and so on. And obviously, that will not apply in anybody's case today. So that is for Nabi Yusuf والسلام, only, and all Mighty Allah Jalla Wala has enshrined and mentioned this very, very clearly in the Noble Quran. So yes, we can say that some lessons can be learned from there. And what are the lessons one can learn from here? So you will say that if a person is ahaliya, he has the ability, capability, capacity, so then you can apply for that post and so forth and so on. But remember that it must not be then compromises take place. The deen of Islam and the religion of Islam, so that must be supreme and so forth. 
So the problem today, when you look at Muslim countries, non-Muslim countries, where ulama are involved and so forth, you can see without any fear of contradiction, see Kadalika Kidanali Yusuf mentioned in Surah 12, Surah Yusuf, and verse number 76. So there Allah Ta'ala says, we were the one to show what he should be done and all that. So remember the planning, the strategy, everything. So the point I was making is today, if you look at status quo, Muslim countries, say example, Pakistan, Indonesia, and for example, Malaysia, all these Arab Tanpot dictators, none of them got the sort of Islamic ethos or Islamic politics. That's the last thing on their mind. They only got one thing in mind, and we must stay in power, and we must enrich ourselves, So and their families, and their cronies, and all their chumchas, and sidekicks, and so forth. So that is the truth. I mean, we have to speak the truth, you know. And no sense we go about beating around the bush and so forth and so on. So if you take, i just give you one easy example. Hazrat Shaykh islam Hazrat Mohana Hussain Ahmed Madani, Nawarallah Barqadahu, he passed away in 1957. You know I got ten brother-in-laws, right? So my wife is the only sister, so I'm like the goalkeeper, just a lighter <laughs> note, you know, right? So when my father-in-law, mother-in-law went first time for Hajj, you know, 1955, steamer Hatagela. You know what is steamer Hatagela? They went to the ship and then from Durban Strait to India. Allah wanted, lo and behold, going time from India there to Jeddah. They went with Sheikh Islam, Hazrat Madani. Coming back also, well, they came back on the same boat, same ship, you must remember, with Hazrat Madani. And my brother-in-law, Hashim, he's number 10, you know. So he was only five years old, you know, so in 55. So it means he was born in 50. So I asked him, he was here just one, two weeks ago. I said, what you remember? He said, I only remember one thing. I used to go in the lap of Hazrat Madani, and fall asleep. He used to put his hand, Mubarak, on my head and make dua and we sleep, you see. So that much all he remembers. So I said, no, man, that also is Ghanim, but you understood. So remember, the, and then my parents, father-in-law, mother-in-law became his murid and this, and then, mashallah, baby girl was born after that and so forth. So obviously they also made dua, Makkah, Medina, Amina, Arafat, Muzdalifa, all that. So the point we want to make is, just see, people use Hazrat Madani's example. The question we need to know, people say that Hazrat Madani was against Pakistan and so forth. If you look at India those days, in the 30s, 40s and so forth, obviously it wasn't India of today. So you had some states, let's just call them states, provinces, that where there was Muslim majority. So they said there the Muslims will rule. And where they had certain states, provinces, where the Hindus were in majority, so there the, Mus- the, the Hindus will rule, and they could coexist in harmony and so forth. That was Hazrat Madani, Nawarullah, and their idea. But when you see that the influence, that's the right word to use, the influence he had over them, so that he would say that this is what we should be done. There was no compromise in that, you see. You know, if you know politics and you know about the ulama of Dioban and India and all that, you will know. Hazrat Mufti Shafi Saab, all of them moved, you must remember, already in the initial stages, you must remember, all of the Mahathanwis, Khulafa, students, 
They all were like pro-Pakistan. So they more, many of most of them moved there. So Hazrat Allama Shabir Ahmad Usmani, Hazrat Allama Zafar Ahmad Usmani, Mufti Shafi Sahib, all of them, Mohanad Shavulak Tanvi, all of them, right. So in that, Qarit Tayyab Sahib Rahimullah also went to Pakistan. So the law is, if you went to Pakistan, you can't come back to India. Now see what is Lillahiyat and what is Ikhlas. You understand? Hazrat Shaykh al-Islam, Hazrat Madani, Nawarallahu Marqadahu, without appointment, leaves the urban, goes there to Delhi, and he goes to the Minister of Education. Who's Minister of Education? Mohan Abul Kalam Azad, you see. So he goes there, his secretary, receptionist is there. They say, Hazrat, you came and all that. said, no, I just got one important job, and then I'm going away. So he said, where's Mohan Abul Kalam? He said, oh, he's here. So they called him. He said, Hazrat, how come you know a point no? Like, we didn't know you're coming and all that. He said, no, I just came. Qari Tayyab Sahib must come back. Qari Tayyab Sahib must come back. So he, Mahul Kalam Azad, said, Hazrat, you know what is the law? That once you go to Pakistan, then you can't come back. He said, that I know. So that's why I came here. So always Imam Shafi's law, you know, Imam Shafi. So yesterday I was going through my books. I needed something, so I just smiled. You know, sometimes I just look at the kitab and smile. And I saw a risala of Imam Shafi'i, rahimahullah, in my collection there. So Imam Shafi'i, rahimahullah, writes, you must remember that you will have a general law in Islam. Ma min amin illa wa qad khussa anhul ba'as. Always there will be exceptions. He said, which you want, you can. So he said, okay. So they found Nehru, they found this one, that one, whoever. And he said, Hazrat Madani is here. So there. So they said, if Hazrat Madani is saying that, then 100% we will do it. Now I'm asking you, like that you can give many incidents, but I'm asking you, if you want to go into politics and so forth and so on, then are you going in for the betterment of the people and nation? or What happened then? What happened then? Qadit Tayyab Sahib stayed principal of Dalum Diyoban for 58 years. Hmm. Very few people from South Africa were there in the Sid Asad Salah Jalsa. It was in March 1980. But Allah's help, Allah just put in my head, you know. So And it was our Sheshmai examination, so I wouldn't miss any lessons also. Second term examination. I went to our Ustad, Hazrat Muhammad Salimullah Khan Sahib, and said, Hazrat Abhi, wo jalsa hai. Hazrat Bihazrat bhi tashrif le jayenge. Hazrat, ab mujhe ijazat dijiye. Maybe khadim ke tor par. Khadim will do nothing. I know that, you know, sir. But Hazrat liked me, you understand? He said, bada cha, abhi hai. very good. So this, uh, then I went, they had a special train and all that, Karachi, you understand, to Lahore, and then they picked up all great, great ulama, and then stayed there, you know, Amritsar, and then Dioban, wonderful facilities and all those kind of things. Yeah. So the Qaedin of that, a historic trip it was, there were very few students who went with, you know, South African students, were, Alhamdulillah, I went in. So you could see the cream of Pakistan there. So Hazrat Mufti Mahmood Saab of Pakistan, I will start, we did Bukhari Sharif by him, the ending, you see, give us ijazat also. And then Hazrat Mohan Abdul Haq Akora Khatak, you understand, he was there. And then Hazrat Mohan Gulamullah Khan Saab, Sheikh Al-Quran was there. And you know, so they were all like the leaders, you see that and that. Then, like, you know, in the second one was Mohazim Salimullah Khan Sahib and all, like, all of them. So, you must remember, this is 1980, March, 1400. So, one incident I just want to tell you. So, anyway, two, three things happened there. Indira Gandhi came, which is haram, obviously. Only one big alim, senior alim, walked away. It was Hazrat Mohan Abdul Haq Sahib. 
I was there. He came with the car, the black Morris, and, you know, I think it must be his personal car or whatever. And then somebody told him, Indira be Aiwe. He said, what? No question, nothing. He jumped in the car. He said, I'm Wapas He went away. I was there. I saw this incident. Then after the second day, would beast lakh army, you know, over two million people like Hajj and all that it was. One of the greatest gathering in history of, of India and all. Anyway, so they were giving out the Shahada, the Sunnads and that. And so much ikhtilaf. I'm right in front on the floor, you understand, and I'm looking. I see Khalid Tayyab Sahib, and I don't know, obviously I don't think you met Khalid No. So Khalid Tayyab Sahib, Rahimullah, just looking down, and always you were tip-top dressed, you know, with the Shirwani and Tupi and all that. So Allah just gave me, but I jumped onto the stage just like that, and I went to Hazrat <laughs> Khalid Tayyab Sahib, I said, Gari Tizar Khadrahi. So nothing, I know nothing, but Allah, I said no. These people are doing a grave injustice here, you know. How can they treat this man like this, you know. So and I jumped in the stage and then I took Hazrat's head, Karita, and I took him out there. So he had his shoes somewhere and then. So I just saw the first guy. I said, where Hazrat Karita ko makan ponchado? So I said, bohut achha, bohut achha. You see? Mm-hmm. So, that, so Karita was very happy something happened like that. You see? So like that. So what I'm saying is this. Once you come to compromise, mm-hmm. if Hazrat Madani wanted to become principal, he could become principal. If he wanted the Madani family to run it, he could have done it. Like today was happening and all these type of things. But you see, this was Lillahiyat. That he did all this, so Kari must come back and he's Mudir, he's the principal and all this kind. So that is what. Now come in our context today. And everything reached the fore when the COVID came. You understand? Yeah. You take Jamiat Ulama Transvaal. They were very great ulama. We indebted to them lifelong. You must remember that. I studied in Heidelberg and Mias Farm were running the show. They would come, you must remember, every year take our examination and all. You know Mohammed Muhammad Durwesh yeah, in, in Darum Zakaria. So the, his father used to come to the, take our exam. I remember him very well. I even told him he used to come take our exam. He said, yes, Mohammed Nazir Sanjal, he's alive. He used to come. Mufti Bashir came one, two times only. So that's that. But they used to come every year. We were very young, with six, seven, eight, nine years old, you know, and all. So in the 60s and all in Heidelberg. And it was a big thing. We are is coming. We use their books. We use their Quran. Till now, see, I'm using their Quran. Yes, it is. Yeah, in front of you. You understand? Hmm. So now only thing is going bigger now, you see. <laughs> the time we shouldn't use so big ones. Now you're getting old. So, so we're indebted to all that. Mahasam, we can have our differences, you understand. But the fact remains, we, Al-Insanu Abdul Ihsan. So, you know, they were very close to the apartheid regime and that. But they never sold out the deen. Hmm. They never compromised on the deen. That's a big thing, you see. They were firm on the deen like that. So that is a... Now when the change took over and all that, you know, they started 1923. Now what you see? You see that the prime minister or the president must say, close the mosque, church, this, this. These loyal guys of the government go close the masjid five days before time. Hmm. Some of them made kufr statement openly. Wallahi, I got Quran. It's 100% kufr. Therefore, I say some of them are murtas. I said openly. You must remember. He said, what is there if you must a Jummah Salat? What's a big thing? I got hmm. it on record. So you must Wallahi, that statement is kufr. That one character from Zimbabwe, he says that the masjid is a super spreader of the virus and so forth. 
This is kufr statement. You're out of the fold of Islam. You, hmm. you like, you don't like. We're not here to curry favor with anybody. So you are now so close to the government because you get money from the government. You understand? And you know that Motsepi Foundation and this foundation, whatever, and all that. So that Mu'ataha uh, Karan, you understand? He knew his green now. He better spill the beans. He know what the mess he made also. He said Jumma Salat is cancelled. You know, that's a very serious statement to make. So you know, then he realized his mess. He said, no, then Jumma Salat is suspended. So... So they're just playing of words, but he realized that that other statement he made is a very serious statement. So be that as it may, so he spilled the beans that they were given 900,000 or whatever amount of hundreds of thousands or whatever. So what happened to all that money? Hmm. To the MBAC, you know, from government side, you understood? So all so end of the day, when you have Uksa, if you study Uksa's history and that, our Moa Qasim Seba and them were involved, Mona Umarji was involved, Mona Yunus Patel was involved, all are Rahimahullah, Allah grant them Jannatul Firdaus. So you must remember, they all had a good vision and good intention and so forth. I remember very well, because our Dalum Newcastle had mostly Cape Town students, that the president of this Uksa and that was Sheikh Nazim. You, I don't know if you know how Uksa operates. You will remember that because you got the Obandis and you got Barelwis. So the Obandis can't become the Amir, the Barelwis will object. The Barelwis can't become the Amir because the Diobandis will object. So it is unwritten, but it's part from day one is like that. The Amir will always be from Cape Town because the <laughs> MJC is Muslim Jew Christian. They are they fit it everywhere. You understand? Allah Rayman net some. You understand? So I what are the characters said now? Now now last week he said ANC is the best organization in South Africa. <laughs> Never mind best organizations. He said it's the best organization in the world. It is can you get nutcases like this? Uh, absolute disgrace, man. One, two of their presidents of Murtads. You must remember this type of thing. I challenged them how many times on that. So therefore, we have no time at all. As far as Jamiat Natel goes, even yesterday I told them, you understand, one of the most senior person, I told him to me, it still beats me how you all are part of Uksa, all the sentiments of your people, you all are founding members, what it means, founding members, but you got no say. Now they're going to meet that, he's going to come there this afternoon and address them, this Fikile, whatever his name is. Go read his history and see. One Muslim family, you must remember, gave him, I don't know how many, hundred thousand, how many thousand, 702 carried that whole story and all that and so forth. He came in the media. I sent it out to all the groups and all this. He said, no, that this was not like a gift. It was a loan and all that. Gift meaning bribery. You understand? And it was like a loan. Who was fooling who in the zoo? You understand? Now the DA said they must get arrested. I went to buy something here yeah, at ShopRite yesterday. So my wife wanted. So I went there. So my habit is when you come out, all the newspapers are there. I just look at the headlines. When I saw the DA one stop brass of the ANC in prison, I said, this is my story. I must see them properly. I see Fikili's name is there. <laughs> so now, so who is corrupted here? I'm asking you. So when I read that and I thought over this the message I got, that he should come. So I thought of the verse Al-Khabithatul Al-Khabithin Al-Khabithun. Both parties, you must remember, so corrupted. You know. i give you a quick story, Marana. When I was in Iran, you understand? So I had a debate all that with Safiullah, I beat him and all that. This happened in Qum. 
So the message went around very far. Afterwards, I realized, you know, in Tehran and all that, they were waiting for me. And I told you all that, how they wanted to bribe me. So Khomeini, La'anahullah, and his son, Ahmed, La'anahullah, they buried there. When you go from Tehran Airport to, it's called Imam Khomeini Airport, and you go to Qum, on the way, they he got the graveyard there, where he's buried. So they took me there. I said, hey, there's many the kafir is out to come take me here. I take me the other side. I'll go read Salat and we carry on. So anyway, so when the news spread that, so Khomeini's grandson, Khomeini, Ahmed, his son, Ahmed's son, sent a message with his chamcha. understand? He said he wants to meet me. Khomeini's grandson wants to, he took his name in all that also. So he wants to meet me. So I told him, in Arabic they came and told me, I said, harisin I got no time for him, I don't want to meet him. So that, so we feel like that. These people are the enemies of Islam. If we shake their head, maybe they'll corrupt us also. understand? Now, yeah, the Mulvis, Imams, Sheikh, Ulama, some maybe Muftis also, Allah don't know who and who in the zoo. So, what are you, must remember, going to shake his head and thus and thus? Who are you fooling? He's going to use you, you must go campaigning and tell people, vote A and C. And your benefit will be, they're going to fill your coffers and then. Is that what your deen is all about? How much you're going to compromise? The words of Sufyan Thawri, it rings in my ears, you must remember. Ya milh al-ummah, idha fasad al-milhu fasad al-tu'am. Who can give it better than this? Oh, ulama, you're supposed to be the salt of this ummah. If the salt is good, the food will be good, tasty, and be sumptuous meal you'll have. But when the salt itself is rotten and tainted and polluted and whatever else titles you want to use, the whole food will go off. So when you behave like this, last week I had to send out two weeks ago, their president, like a clown there, half naked, that woman there with the breast open, and that, we saw it out, you saw it, I think. Gee. So that I said, this is president of Uksa. Mufatya, I, I, I call them in your face. Hmm. I tell them, you bunch of Mufatya, you're Munafikin, man. You'll sold the whole deed. You'll close the masjid. I give them one challenge. MJC say they want to meet me when my students invited me. I said, fine. I'll meet you. Do these three things. Apologize for closing the masjid publicly. Say publicly, you must remember Shias are kuffar and so forth. And say, third one, you must remember that your people's chicken and whatever is haram and so forth. Not one of these they can do. This is Jamiat here, also the Transvaal here. They were sent message two, three times, they want to meet me. I say, meet me and do what? You must apologize first. You must say she has a kuffar. You can't do that. What are you going to talk? You understand? Hmm. So therefore, go. We've got no time for you. So you must remember. We make it very clear. So therefore, I wrote that this clown here is the president of Uksa. And the secretary general, you know about Uksa. He's Kalbi. You know, I called him Kalbi. So some mean Kalbi. He's my student supposed to be. I expelled him from my student. And there's Zahir Mahmoud. He's number two. That in that last meeting, I told him, you must not participate with his murtads. There, he don't listen. I sent him a message, you call me number two. You're out. You must remember, I don't want to see your face. You mustn't come meet me. Tell you make public toba. For what we must meet all these people here and all this type of things. Our allegiance must be to Allah Ta'ala. Our allegiance must be, you must remember to a Nabi Sallallahu to Dean of Islam, not to people. Hmm. We conclude with this one. It's so wonderful, you know. 
when you study the life of Imam Shafi, Imam Malik and them, so they told Imam Shafi, but how come you went against your teacher? You understand? Imam Malik, you said, who are najmun, you understand? Who are hujjatun baini wa baini Allah. That is what Imam Shafi said of Imam Malik, you know? Hmm. That, I'll say, Ya Allah, that I studied by Malik and but yet you went against him on so several issues. He said, Malik Habibi, this one Habibi, Walhaqqu Habibi, but the truth is the best friend of mine. Walhaqqu Haqqu Ayyutaba. We don't have to carry favor with people. I'm telling you, these politicians, they laugh at them. You must say, these guys are all jungle mangoes. You understand? <laughs> That's the word they'll use. Hey, this guy is here. When I was there once, that uh, you understand, politician, you know, he passed the Gora Ibrahim. He told me this Jamiat and all of them, they were 100% in bed with apartheid. And today they want to come tell us they like the freedom fighters. I got Quran in my hand. Gora Ibrahim told me this. We had to go one time with Sahuk, you know. So Jamiat Natal, I was in Newcastle. Nobody wanted to go. So it was a Friday. And they phoned me. They said, okay, you ready to go? I said, 100%. What must I do? He said, nobody wants to go because they're very catchy with Arabic. That's what they said. I just, I said, put my name. They say, you sure? I said, I'm sure. I'm going. I'll speak to Mosema. You don't worry. So then that's how I went. So Gora Ibrahim was leading the delegation. You understand? He was the president. So he speak to me sometime in private. He told me this personally. He said, these guys want to come tell us they're freedom fighters. They were 100% in bed. So under apartheid, you are 100% in bed with the apartheid regime. Today, you are 100% in bed. You was a member with the ANC. When the ANC loses and oh, Malema wins or DA wins, inshallah, they won't win. But example, or some Indian party win, Rajbansi's party or whatever, Garam Masala party. So you'll be in bed with them. So hmm. That is what you'll do. I mean, you want to go become a diplomatic passport and you want to become ambassadors, all that. They think we don't know of all these things. Yeah? Absolute disgrace, man. Therefore, our fatwa is to read Salat behind them. It's not permissible. If you cannot change the decision of the government and you have to compromise, compromise, then it's not permissible for you to go seek. So what happened to Sudais? What happened to Mufti Taqi Usmani? What happened to the Saudi ulama? What happened to the Egypt? I met, you know, Sheikh Saeed Ramadan al-Bhuti, one of the greatest alims, but in the ending he had to compromise so much, so much, and then they was killed also. So they must. So once you get involved with governments, uf tutina hadith. Allah will put you through such test that you will be, nobody's Imam Ahmad bin Amal today and this and that. So therefore, our advice just stay far. is not the job of Molvis and there to get involved in that. Make Amal bin Maruf, Nayanil Munkar, Da'wat ilal Khair. That is the function of the ulama. Wallahu al-muwafiq ila sawai sabil. In kuntuk kultu ma'kult, in kana sawaban famin Allah, wa in kana khashadistin khata'an faminni wa minas shaitan. What we said, we said from our heart. If it's true, Allah. If it's wrong, Allah forgive me and it's from shaitan. Allah give everybody to fiqh. Ameen. Salaamu alaykum wa rahmatullah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah.